Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 101 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends passionate about all things pop culture. If you look for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even occasional comic, we got the show for you. We're here. <laughs> Dude, I am not well. We're here. The only reason why I agreed to come back for the 101st is because you held a big fat wad of cash in my yeah, face. I waved it at you. That's the only reason I'm here, you know. I'm ill, if you can't hear that. Um, got a pretty grody head cold. And I don't feel great. I'm very tired. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> no bullshit. You don't want to get any more yelling from anybody. That includes me. <laughs> no, I... Uh, I'm going to do my best to not do what I just did and sniff into the, the fucking microphone. <laughs> but I'm also not going to make myself, like, worried over, like, oh, no, did I get every single cough and sniffle? So I apologize ahead of time for any clearing of the throat, coughing, and sniffing. I'll try and edit out the ones I can, but I'm also, like I said, not going to worry myself over it. So mm-hmm. we're going to keep this thing pretty... I saw you swallowing your glands, swelled up. So My what did? Your glands. Glands. With a D. There's a D yeah. in there. That's what I said, glands. I, I don't want you talking about my glands. The glands is the anatomical term for the head of the penis. Uh. <laughs> like I saw your glands swell, and I'm like, hmm? Uh. First of all, how'd you know? Second of all, how could you see it? It's under the desk. Who are you? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> You see my eye not cooperate with me. I have a fam. It's starting to close up on me. Oh, those Sudafed's whipping in. Yeah. All right, we gotta fucking catch this the wave quick. and ride this bull, dude. <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah, we're just gonna try and plow through this if we can. I got some I news. I got something you can plow through. Pardon. Huh? I got some news to to hit up top because we didn't do any news last week, so try and do a little catch up. Oh, we and don't then, need no fucking news. Yeah, we do. I like doing the news. And then we're going to talk about the movie Argyle. Uh, who is Agent Argyle was the whole thing. So yeah. we'll answer that pressing question. Started uh, off with some good news. And then we'll talk about uh, what we've been thinking about this week. And then we'll wrap it up and <laughs> get you cool cats on the flip. <laughs> Maybe the for one or two. The flippity flop, you know. Uh, we we always bre- preface these stories. There's no good way to shift gears into these. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, Carl Weathers passed away uh, last week. He was 76 years old. Um, I mean, reading his, like, just the highlight list is always crazy to me because it's like, wow, he is a pretty, like, diverse guy. Yeah. We're like, you know, so he, first of all, he was an NFL player mm-hmm. who then got famous in the Rocky movies. Yep. And then was in Predator. Yep. Then he was in Happy Gilmore. He's yeah. he's Chubb, yeah. you know. And then he's in The Mandalorian. Yep. You know. I mean, he's a very eclectic guy, and I think that's pretty impressive to pull off, like, you know, like a pretty serious role in the Rocky films. Uh, and then, you know, to be like, you know, Johnny Action Man. There is man, no tomorrow. To be, there is no tomorrow. You know, to then be more of like a Johnny Action Man in, in uh, Predator. You, you know? son of a, a bitch. bitch. You know, like, just that's masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then he's very funny in Happy Gilmore. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. He's trying to teach him to putt, you know. And then in The Mandalorian, you know, he, he plays that kind of, uh, you know, that leadership role very presidential. well. Presidential. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I mean, that's that's a really, um, obviously, it's always a loss when somebody's gone. But, you know, somebody who's had that much impact on so many different yeah. um Types of film. Someone that talented. Yeah, it is a pretty major loss. Uh, his. Did it say like what caused this? Um, so that's what I was going to read here. So he passed on in his sleep at home uh, in LA. Uh, his manager, Matt Luber, put out a, a statement that says uh, Carl was an exceptional human being who lived an extraordinary life. Through his contributions to film, television, the arts, and sports, he's left an indelible mark and is recognized worldwide and across generations. He was a beloved brother, father, grandfather, partner, and friend. Um, so it sounds like he may have passed of natural causes in his sleep, you know, Dang. which I mean, that's, that's kind of enviable. That's the way to do it. You know, have a really full life. 76 ain't nothing, you know, yeah. live a really full life, make that big of an impact and then just kind of go to sleep and not wake up. That's a pretty, that's, you know, yeah. if you got to do it, that's not a bad, uh, bad roadmap to look at, you yeah. know? 
Um, and again, you know, I was trying to focus on the things they did, not the passing, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, so just to, to reiterate, yeah, ton of ton of great things. Like I said, you know, like that statement even mentioned, you know, I mean, sports, film, TV. He was a pretty eclectic guy, and he will be his absence will be felt, you know. Um, let me see here, and then again, the hard part about these stories, there's no good like gear change uh, to get out of them. But uh, what better? What better gear change to take uh, than to talk about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, the sequel? Oh, um, oh, yeah. I mean, I do have other stories, but I just that's the next one. That so. has to be naturally. So we got a trailer today. Uh, doesn't look that good anymore. Mm. I mean, I don't know if it looks better or not. I think it looks visually like they re- reworked some of the some of the costuming yeah. and the makeup. Um, the some of the acting from like for I don't even know if I don't think it's the same Christopher Robin actor. Um, no, it doesn't look like it. No, uh, and this actor seems maybe a little bit more natural. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doesn't feel like high school film. You yeah. know, um, when he's reading his lines. It's um, uh, they got some new characters in this one. Though. Yeah. Yep, they added in Tigger hmm? and Owl. Um, and Owl looks like Spider-Man, like the Vulture. Just like a bald dude with like a wings, you know, like feather suit, you know. And I'm like, oh my, he's horrifying. Um, Vulture had what, spinal cancer? It was spinal. It was spinal. I don't know. But yeah, like he looks like Jeepers Creepers is wearing a bird suit. Oh, no. Oh, brother. Let me get eyes on this one. It looks like everyone else already has Sorry, but I knocked my mic over. You see him down there? <clears throat> Why is Piglet so like much more fat in this one? I mean, he is rotund. He was pretty big in the last one. Yeah, but he didn't have like that gobble. The 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 neck, yeah. the double neck, double chin. That's the word. And I was pretty sure they killed him. They also killed Pooh, didn't they? Or no. No, Pooh's alive at the end, didn't he? Pooh lived, but Piglet died. They killed Piglet. Yeah, they choked Piglet to death with a chain, didn't they? Yep. Interesting. So, plot hole one. But also... Nice Piglet here. But also, like, one of the shots in this trailer was, like, Pooh rising up out of the ground like a zombie. I think they're going to take, like, the Jason Voorhees route of, like, (laughs) you just can't kill him. They just can't die. Like, you can kill him and he'll just come back. Um, it seems like there's going to be a lot more, um, I don't want to say action, but like the violence will be more, yeah. um, you know, stepped up a notch. Cause like in this case, they're going to the town of Ashdown, which is where Christopher Robin lives, where he's from. So they're like, they're following him to, to get revenge. And Tigger looks pretty scary. Yeah. He's also. Tigger's makeup ain't bad. Talking. Yeah. He can talk. Yeah. Yeah, he speaks. Um, it, it speaks. It lives. I mean, we're going to watch it probably. Yeah. Especially because we did the first one yeah. on here. And, you know, maybe it'll be an improvement. Uh, they did say that there's more money being thrown at this one, which has allowed them to do more things. Mm. Uh, hopefully some of that money went to the writing. Because <laughs> otherwise. You're not looking good. Probably. Otherwise, that is just a very pretty looking pig, you know. How much did it make on the first one? Uh, why you gotta ask me shit like that, dude? I don't fucking know. Let me find out, though. Oh, I don't have my keyboard. How much money did... I'm typing like a dad. Two fingers. That's all you need. I'll type with one hand. How much money did... And like Blood and Honey make? I'll use all my fingers when I type. Like, uh-huh. they'll just be all going in different directions. <laughs> yeah. It made $5.2 million on a $100,000 budget. That's insanity. Yeah, they could probably throw three mil at that and go, we got room to grow. Yeah, right. Yeah. We can, yeah, we can up your budget by 30 times and, you know, maybe make, because people will watch it for the the meme, like just the the factor of, I am watching a horror movie about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of what drew us to it was just the sheer... I want to see something for Steamboat Willie. Yeah, right. Like, let me go see the Steamboat Willie movie. We'll do it, you know. So, you know, whether you like it or not, it's happening. Yeah. Um, 
speaking of movies that are getting sequels, it, the 28 years later has been confirmed. So, you know, we yes. knew that it was being shopped around. Um, Sony picked up the rights to distribute it. Um, Killian Murphy is signed on to be an executive, an executive producer, but he has, uh, expressed interest when he was doing rounds for like Oppenheimer and things like that. Mm-hmm. He's expressed interest in if the script's right, I would like to reprise the role of Jim in a sequel. Um, and so I think with him being attached monetarily, you know, he's willing to have a creative stake in it of being an executive producer, put some money forward, things like that. He's probably, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being in it in some fashion. Um, Do you think he'll have a big role? Potentially. I mean, you could make him a main character. As an actor, he's a very bankable actor right now, you know? And so it is kind of one of those weird, like, plant the seed and then reap the benefits 20-some years later, (laughs) where he was a pretty unknown actor at the time, which was why he was picked, Mm -hmm. because it was a very cheap movie made on, like, a handy cam, you know? (laughs) Yep. And then 20-some years later, he's a very big-name actor being nominated for Oscars and shit and in, you know, Emmy-winning shows and stuff like that. And then they're like, hey, guess what? <laughs> that movie that was really good and that was a cult classic, we're going to do a sequel. Yep. And now our actor is very popular. Um, and I think it'll have that weird, like, retroactive thing of a bunch of people who aren't able to see the movie of 28 Days Later because of the things we went up against of how do you even find the movie? All right. You know, we couldn't go through that. We, yeah. We knew passionately. We're just, we're just built, built different. different. We were passionate enough that we were like, we're going to find this movie. Yeah. But like, if somebody doesn't know that the movie exists, they're not going to stumble upon it. Mm-mm. You know? So this, I think will reinvigorate that. And they'll be like, Oh, we got to start putting 28 days later up on streaming and things like that to try and re- reinvigorate the series. Hopefully I'll get some movie developers and make some good movies. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Get the competition going. Um, but the thing that really surprised me, uh, the the verbiage on it was that Sony Pictures has secured the rights for 28 years later with a sequel to that film being greenlit as well. So not just 28 years later, but some sort of sequel to that. So two more movies at least. I'm all right with that. If they Because they had talked about you know the, the rumors in the story when I was talking about it being shopped around was that there was the potential for a trilogy and what the, the idea they'd had. Uh, when they were trying to shop oh, around. Oh, 28 days, weeks. Well, no, 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 like this, this actual 28 years later oh, is the... was being shopped around oh. as an idea for a new trilogy mm-hmm. of like, eh, we think we've got a story here that could be broken up over multiple films, mm. um, you know, of what does that look like? And so I think that's interesting that it sounds like they're coming at it already with that idea in mind, which tends to be... What's their budget looking like? I mean, we don't know yet. It's just been greenlit to Sony will, yes, we'll make that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Generally, we don't really find out about the budget, even in official capacity. Um, <laughs> most of the time, when like when we talk about on a budget of X number of dollars, it's estimation. Yeah. You know, we don't really know. Um, they don't like to put those numbers out. But, um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. James Gunn's DCU has finally cast its Supergirl. So uh, Millie Alcock from House of Dragon, House of the Dragon on uh, HBO. She plays young uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen. She is set to be uh, Supergirl. And I was trying to read if she would show up in um, Superman, the, what is it, like, Hero of Tomorrow, Man of Tomorrow, World of Tomorrow, something like that. Man of Steel. Legacy. That's the one. Superman Legacy. Um it doesn't sound like it's clear yet, but she's obviously going to be Superman Woman of Tomorrow mm-hmm. is the the film that's lined up for the DCU. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They even tried to men- uh, introduce Superwoman in The Flash. Supergirl? Oh, she su- had her own series. Oh. Yeah. She had her series before she was on The Flash. And then they did uh, the crossover and stuff. I'm following, I'm following. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so now it's, it's set. We've got our Superman, we've got our uh, Lois Lane, and we've got Supergirl. Um, and, uh, and they said that Batman will not be, um, in, uh, Superman legacy. They're not trying to crowd too much into one movie, good. you know? Uh, so that's, good. yeah, that's pretty good. So, um, I don't know if we talked about it, but Rachel Brosnahan, I, go ahead. I, was, I bet you they're probably going to go for more of like a guardian style because with uh, Metropolis, it's much more up, upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the dark, nasty. <laughs> Something in the way. Um, Nicholas Holt. I'm excited to see Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. See what he does with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I thought it was pretty funny and, and endearing in a way. 
Jesse Eisenberg was doing press for a movie that he directed, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was his directorial debut, I think, is how I was understanding it. And somebody had asked him about, like, hey, you know, like, the new DCU stuff is coming up. And, you know, this Nicholas Holt has been cast as Lex Luthor. Do you have any, like, you know. And he was like, uh, don't watch me, you know, is my <laughs> advice. You know, don't watch me. Um, yeah, and, like, you know, he kind of made the point, like, I didn't set out to do it poorly, you know. Because yeah. I just don't think it was good. And in the end, you know, the end product didn't. Didn't work out, but, yeah. you know, uh, so I thought it was, like I said, kind of endearing that he was like, I know it's not good. Whether I thought it was good or not, everybody else told me it wasn't. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> don't follow my lead <laughs> if you can help it. Uh, we got more details on the day before, uh, and it's like collapse. We got some behind the scenes stuff. Ooh. A little bit of gossip. So. I'll <laughs> sit myself. <laughs> Oh. My legs are freezing, yo. Are you actually cold? <laughs> yeah, my legs are fucking get a, cold. Get a fucking, what are those called? Blanket. <laughs> what are those called? Yeah, one of those things. The fabric that goes over your legs. So, uh, we got information surrounding, uh, what is it, Fantastic, right? Or Fantastic. I don't know, remember how it was supposed to properly be announced or pronounced. But the dev, apparently, like, it just gets worse <laughs> as, as we read. So, um this was coming from both, uh, they're both German game outlets. Okay. Um, GameStar and Game 2. So they tried to do a bunch of digging to find people that worked on the games. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> explained that they spoke with 16 former employees from the studio, as well as one volunteer and seven employees from the publisher, Mytona, to try and just get a handle on what, how did it go so bad? Right. You know, um, according to the reports, I'm reading from IGN. They've kind of got a combination of all the the stories. According to the reports, the day before wasn't always this highly ambitious game that had been pitched to players for years. It had very humble beginnings with 10 members of a 20-person team originally being told that they would be working on a top-secret but small-scale survivor game with a wintry aesthetic and cartoonish visuals was the original pitch. Okay. Obviously, that's not what we ended up with. No. Um, apparently the early details promised a game with a short story, uh, but the changes that followed eventually are what turned it into the day before, right? Alterations demanding switches to more realistic visuals and larger areas reportedly came on suddenly with the site sources saying that much of the development team was disappointed by the changes, uh, because they were happy with the original plan. Um, and then it kind of snowballed once everybody caught wind of this new project, People started getting excited about the new direction, you know. Oh, look at the, you know, I mean, we're guilty of it. Yeah. You know, and then that kind of, the management at Fantastic was like, oh, oh it sparked the ambition, yeah. you know. And caught them, like, made them start chasing trends. So these on-the-fly changes coincided with other game releases as the day before developers were told to imitate features such as the character creator from popular titles like Baldur's Gate 3, Grand Theft Auto Online, and Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, it says that changes were so frequent that there were essentially three versions of the day before during its development that were all completely different. Um, IGN goes on to say that unrealistic deadlines, overpromises, and unreasonable demands are said to all stem from fantastic founders and brothers Edward and Eisen uh, Godofstev. Um, some sources say the two company heads would refer to the entire team as a, quote, big family, which is usually a red flag. Yeah. Uh, just to turn around and put pressure on staff with spontaneous firings. Damn. Uh, These events were often used as a means to, quote, motivate the team, uh, with one of the team's five testers fired one week before after one of the brothers found a bug. So he found a bug, and they're like, you're fired. You're fired. Uh, So IGN did reach out to Fantastic for comment. Uh, Didn't get a response, obviously. Uh, they say a team member's removal was allegedly attributed to their, quote, lack of will, but simple mistakes reportedly came with a completely different threat. Fines. So sources report instances of fines being handed out for small errors, such as when two individuals were asked to pay $1,930 for turning in, quote, low-quality voice recordings. Uh, these practices persisted under relentless periods of crunch, with one employee saying that they never worked less than 16 hours a day. Uh, The quote was, over the last year and a half, I haven't had a Saturday off, and for the last two months, I haven't had a day off at all. Holy shit. 
Drastically extended work days and zero off days for months seem to be common occurrences among this fantastic staff, with one source saying they found themselves, quote, begging for a few hours break just to find time for a shower or a meal. Oh, my God. <laughs> the day before, obviously, it came out on December 7th. Uh, it shut down. We kind of covered all that drama at the time, um, you know, with like that, that, that quote that always sticks with me, where somebody was like, this is a total like fuck up. You guys really, you know, and then coming back on Twitter and saying, this was our first big experience. Shit happens. Remember yeah. that? Uh, and then, you know, it uh, quietly, you know, just fizzled out and the servers shut down on January 22nd. Um, so sounds like it was a disaster the whole time, hmm. which people had kind of suspected. Shine. You know, because it was like, kept delaying it. It would be different every time we saw it. Yeah. And then just the rampant, like, even in the marketing material, it felt like um, plagiarism. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's just a very strange. And then to hear that, like, internally, they kind of were into, like, chasing those trends of make it more like this, this, this and this. And just you know? losing the story. And just totally losing the thread. Um, so... Shine. Tough. And then to hear like the working conditions was crazy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awful. The fines, that is insane. I'd sue them. Yeah, hard. Um, so Indiana Jones and the Great Circle and possibly Starfield are being considered for PS5. So those are both Microsoft games. Indiana Jones, yes. Starfield, don't waste your time. I mean, if they can port it to PS5, might, might as well. But uh, this is just from, like, internal reports. Uh, but it seems to indicate that there's a, a multi-platform approach uh, inside Microsoft um, for some Xbox games. It's not going to be, like, a an across-the-board policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of their big flagpole games, they might make multi-platform, um, which isn't a bad idea. Mm-mm. Especially when, from a console standpoint, Sony is beating you. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Now they can start worrying about making their money off of the games rather than the consoles, which I honestly think is probably where Microsoft is headed just with the acquisitions they've been making, is that they're more concerned about being developers rather than console creators at this point, Uh, which isn't terrible. I mean, Nintendo kind of went that way, Um, you know, to an extent. I mean, Sega, that's totally what they did. Sega doesn't even make uh, consoles anymore. You figure, Mm -hmm. I think, did Sega get bought by Nintendo? Yeah. No. I don't think they did. No. Uh, but they basically just... You think got... that's what Xbox is going to do? What? Just fade into Microsoft and then it's just going to be Microsoft gaming on like PlayStations? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they'll still make consoles, but I don't think they're going to be, uh, did we win this console generation? Mm. They're going to be like, well, people pay us 15 bucks a month for Game Pass, you know, and they can play Game Pass. You know, the real thing would be, and I don't think Sony will do it, but I could see them trying to get Game Pass on PlayStation. You know, that Game Pass is a service or an app that you pay for. Sure. But, <clears throat> again, PlayStation has PlayStation Premium, yeah. so they're not going to do that. But I do think that's their end goal, is to just try and make the money from the games and not have to worry about the success of the consoles. Um, but I did see a bunch of memes today of, like, people, you know, Xbox players when... They figure out that they were just beta testers, you know, for Starfield. And they were all just, you know, cry. How could you do this to me? How could you do this to me? Let's fucking talk about Argyle. Let's talk about it. I'm probably going to get through my stuff at the beginning and then kind of throw to you to lead Argyle because I'm getting not well. Do you have a synopsis for me? <clears throat> yeah. So Argyle, it's a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you heard of this. It's a moving picture. You gotta see him. <laughs> Fuck it, it'll blow your mind, dude. Uh, reclusive author Ellie Conway writes best-selling espionage novels about the secret agent named Argyle, who is on a mission to unravel the global spy syndicate. However, when the plots of her books start to mirror a co- covert actions of a real-life spy organization, the line between fiction and reality begin to blur. Ba-da-da. So, Argyle... Uh, and its opening weekend made $34 million worldwide. Wow. That's not terrible. Except it is terrible because it's on a $200 million budget. Why would you give this movie $200 million? It doesn't even look like it has $200 million. Like, that's crazy. I read that number and went, that can't be right. 
Uh, but yeah, that's what I keep seeing. It was produced and financed by Apple for $200 million, which is just bananas to me. That's just bad. Like it should have been a hundred million tops. Even with like Henry Cat, well, I guess he's not like a producer on it or nothing, but Henry yeah. Cavill's normally real big on like, well, I guess he was Superman too, which wasn't that great. Yeah. He got that paper. <laughs> he, got he got that bag. He said, got the check. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> bring me my money. money. That's one of my favorite quirks of Anthony Mackie from the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he plays Falcon. Oh, There's yeah. so many BTS videos, behind the scenes videos, of him yelling like while he's like hanging on wires, <laughs> waiting on them to like you know reset a scene. And you'll just hear him in his voice, you know, his very distinct voice, cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, run me my bag. That was the scene right there. Cut the check. Cut the check. (laughs) (laughs) He's a funny dude. He is. And like he calls his ass the brown round. (laughs) The what? The brown round. (laughs) The brown round. (laughs) Uh, And what kills me is you must call it that at least semi-often because fucking... Sebastian Stan and he were doing press for Falcon mm-hmm. and he and Sebastian Stan was like that's the brown round right there you know <laughs> the and he was like that's, right, that's the brown round you know because uh, they were doing like can you tell us which Avengers butt this is you know and when his when his ass came up he went shabuyaka <laughs> uh, he's just full of himself it's the brown round <laughs> that's the brown round right there uh, but yeah cut the check all of that to say, Argyle's not going to make its money back. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way around it. I don't think it's going to make its money back. Unless it, unless it catches on and, like, I can see them maybe doing well in, like, China. China's got a pretty big market uh, of, like, the world box office. Mm-hmm. Where if a movie catches, a movie can do poorly here, but do really well overseas. And, and generally, China is where you're going to get the most of your money. It's the second biggest market. Okay. And so if it's, you know, I mean, I can see because it does have some of the, um, trying not to spoil the movie, but um, it's got some of the, like, the quirk and over-the-top stuff that seems to be more prevalent in Eastern cinema um, that I could see it maybe being, like, Aquaman 2 did really well in China. Um, and so I could see maybe it doing well overseas and then catching mm-hmm. on. Um, Is is DC just transitioning to what being a, a like a Chinese market? Yeah, you know, we'll just cater to Asia. I mean, potentially. Yeah. I mean, you figure China is such a big market that some movies, a lot of movies, will cut scenes entirely if it might not be palatable to yeah. China. Yeah. Was it like in Star Wars? Was it? I know the scene oh, of the, yeah. the gay mean, couple kissing that yeah. they cut it real short because China had a big. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they were like, "We're gonna not show this movie at all." Yeah, um, and then you figure, um, famously, scenes will be added in just for China. Really? Like, I mean, Age of Ultron has a whole scene that isn't like, I guess it's technically not canon because it's not in the like. If you buy the movie and watch it on Disney Plus, it's not in there. But there's a whole scene of them. Going to Hong Kong, I believe, uh, and, so, and you know, where they they do a whole scene for for that market, you know, what? and like a lot of times you'll see, especially in a movie that's like potentially like I, the second um, Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. you know, that's a movie that you could see doing well over there because it yeah. it was heavily inspired by mm-hmm. anime and, yeah. and like the know, Gundams, yeah, and things like that. They have a lot of like. Chinese um, like pop stars and stuff that'll be actors in the movies. So then it's like, oh yeah, I mean that's not for us. Yeah, that's definitely to appeal to that audience. Was it Chappie? Um, Who's that? What's that one girl's name? Oh, uh, she's South African. But yeah, they're I can't think of their they're fucking weirdos. She's got, uh, her, her and the guy are both. Um, they've got one song. It's pretty good. Yeah, they are just strange people though. A little bit more out there. Rotten Tomatoes score. She's got the what now? The yacht. <laughs> what was Link call it? The giat. The giat. <laughs> the giat. You want to hear something that like is pretty funny? Tell me. Pretty funny to me. In high school, we started. Is this gonna blur a line? Huh? Is this gonna blur a line where I go? Do I keep that internet? No. All right. 
Uh, just confess to a crime. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, in high school, um, we, I was in dumb math. Kay. You know, where it's like <laughs> applied algebra. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, <laughs> I was sitting with this kid and we were just hucking and chucking and he said the like goofy's yep. <laughs> but he went yeah. and we just we started saying that and it caught on the school and then it caught on online and they got a little like we'd be seeing it online and like i'd be looking at my buddy and i'm like dude like you're gonna we, be on ellen like we did that yeah and we did and then nothing came of it no, and no. it was just like a Hmm. Yeah, you gotta stop for a second. You might be the next. Damn, Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Iglesias. I said that. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. High on pot news. I wish I was high on pot news. All right, fucking Argyle. It's got a seventy-one percent from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes, and a thirty-four percent from the critics. Um, sorry, didn't mean to snot. Uh, snot rockets. <laughs> we'll we'll do an honest review here. Let's we'll start with our uh, spoiler-free plot thoughts. What you got for me? Mm, it was good. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard mm-hmm. did a good job. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Justin Hammer <laughs> carried it a little bit. What the fuck is his name? You just completely threw me off. Um, I don't know. That's all I can think of when I see him. <laughs> I even said his name earlier. You did. Now that you said he's Justin Hammer, that's all I've got. Literally. Hold on. Sam Rockwell. That's <laughs> same thing. Yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, he was doing a lot of heavy lifting. Hmm? He was doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, he was making a bunch of the jokes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and really kind of keeping it moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I mean, not bad. It's yeah. good for it because she didn't want to be it. there, right? Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, she's kind of an unwilling participant for mm-hmm. a good chunk of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he pulls off action pretty well, I thought. Especially for it not being his... Forte. Where he's from. Yeah. Right. He's more drama for the most part. Mm-hmm. Drama and, like, earnest comedy. Yeah. You know? Uh, but it was uh, a bit cheesy. Yeah. Like, and that was kind of the whole shtick. Yeah, felt intentional. Yeah. Um... But then it was just like a, well, we've seen this before then, haven't we? Yeah, like sometimes. Ma- it, you, you making fun of the movie you're making fun of yeah. is not new. Yeah, the type of film that you're kind of trying to lampoon doesn't always, the the it's not, it's a fine line to try and, you know, make it right through the gap there mm-hmm. and go, we're going to do the thing, but make fun of the thing. Yeah. Sometimes it just feels like you doing the thing. Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense to anybody but us. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when they're trying to make fun of a trope by showing the trope, sometimes it just feels like we're seeing the trope yeah, again. Like they're not... like, okay, so you're doing this type of movie yeah, then. Yeah, but saying, it's okay that we're doing it, though, because we're making fun of it. Because it's we winked. Satirical. Because we winked when we did it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be all right, old boy. Yeah, I'll make it. We just had to take a pause real just quick. Just talk so. about the the rabbits. Hmm? Look at the rabbits. Think of the rabbits, Lenny. Think of the rabbits, Lenny. Yeah, Lenny's the one that's, yeah, yeah. George's the one Tell me about shoot. the rabbits, George. Bop! Then they go out and get a beer. Yep. That's how the book ends. Yep. <clears throat> Samuel Jackson's in it. Yeah, for a bit. For a little bit. He's, for a hot, he's, he's a minor role. A little second there. And then Brian Cranston mm-hmm. plays the antagonist. Yeah, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a good antagonist, even like a full-blown... Yeah, like, like there's mustache no twirling, yeah. you know, yeah. He's good at playing that. Yeah. But then just knowing like that scene that Oh mother of God. Yeah. You know? yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. all I can think of when he's super fucking serious like that. Well, I always just picture the first scene of him in uh uh Malcolm in the Middle of him just being fully nude and being sheared by his wife. <laughs> you know, and he's got the newspaper and as uh, you know, and the newspaper is obviously very 
uh, strategically placed to yeah. hide as nether regions, you know. And she's, you know, all the kids are sitting there having breakfast. <laughs> He's standing on like a towel or something, you know. And she's just got the clippers shaving his very hairy body, you know, as he's reading the paper. And she goes, arms up. And when he lifts the, the his arms and the paper, all the kids go, Bow! you know. And, and I mean, he's just such a goofy guy as Hal and Knock mm-hmm. in the Middle that it's always funny to see him in anything else. Yeah. Um, and then to become so uh, well-known as, you know, Walter, Walter White <laughs> and Heisenberg. It's pretty impressive that he's still able to step away and like people can go like, oh, that's not what you want. Like yeah. with Mark Hamill, like, oh, yeah. that's you know Luke Skywalker. Yeah, you know you like yeah. see that and they go, oh, that's Brian Cranston. Yeah, but you figure he also did two totally different projects. Mm-hmm. Like he said, when he finished Malcolm in the Middle, he got a lot of offers to be like, do you want to be the goofy dad on the sitcom? You know, and he's like, well, I just was. Yeah, I don't want to do that. You know. And so then when he got offered this, he was like, oh, well, you know what? That seems <laughs> That's like it's pretty change. different. Yeah, I think I'd like to try that. But uh, I love, um, oh, I completely lost her name. My mind is just a piece of shit this morning. <laughs> Who plays her mom? Um, all I can think of is Moira Rose because that's her character in uh, Shit's Creek. Catherine O'Hara <sighs> plays her mom, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't talk about at news. She's going to be in The Last of Us Season 2. As a new character, it sounds like, or an original character for uh, season two. I don't want them changing stuff. They changed stuff in the yeah, first. Yeah, changed season. Bill and Frank, which is well, fine. a few things. Yeah, for a long, long time. I don't think that was the melody. Did you hear that creep out of my throat? Yeah, was that what that was? Um, let's see here. Again, I don't think any other thing I want to cover before we just spoil it. It's pretty brisk. It's a mm-hmm. the cat CGI through and through. Pretty Didn't rough. like that. Yeah. Did not, not like that. I don't know that there was ever a real cat. I don't think there was. Yeah. Which is strange. Yeah, especially for how big of a role the cat plays. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of times where the cat's just in the backpack. It's just in a bag. You got or just like cat. doing cat things. Like it's yeah. not like the cat's like super smart and like you yeah, know, help him bust into things it's just there and for 200 million dollars that cat cgi better be better than that yep you give me 200 million dollars i'll just be gone (laughs) give me 200 million dollars i'll find you a cat (laughs) i'll be the fucking cat i'll find you too i'll get on my hands and knees and meow you know meow with my hand you know (laughs) someone give me a bowl of milk (laughs) i'll drink it down i'll eat raw tuna right now for two hundred million dollars, <laughs> I'll catch the tuna by hand. Oh, damn, have you seen a tuna? They're big. They're humongous. Yeah, they're large. Like everybody always pictures like a little crappie. No, no, no. Mm. Tuna are the size of a minivan. No, and they're bringing those boys in. And they think we just get a small can. They charge a buck ninety-eight for it. Yep. Chicken of the sea. That's a big fucking chicken, uh-huh. dude. Anyway, like a fucking. It's a cow of the sea. Yeah, dude. it's not. That is the buffalo of the sea. <laughs> Anyways. The, uh, yeah, I don't know. Cast is pretty cool. <laughs> Henry Cavill's in it, uh, playing the fake Agent Argyle. Like, she has a picture in her head of who Agent who? Argyle is. And it's Henry and Cavill. It's the hunk of a man, Henry yeah. Cavill. Henry Cavill. Um, yeah, you want to spoil it? We should probably rate it first. <clears throat> How do we rate stuff, Chris? Well, you can always be overwhelmed, which means you thoroughly enjoyed the film and it surpassed your expectations. You can always be underwhelmed, which means it didn't meet your expectations and you thought it was a big, fat flub. A floop, if you will. Or you can always be right in the middle and be... Simply Whelmed. Well, one, two, three, it. One, two, three. Simply, Simply Whelmed. Yeah. It was one of the movies. It's a forgettable movie. Yeah. Like, I was walking down the stairs and I was like, what are we talking about? I was like, oh, oh our, our guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it while it was happening, but I was never like, this is great. You know, like some of the comedy hit, you know, I was yeah, like, I found myself laughing, chucking. you know, getting a giggle out of it, you know, but all in all there was, it's okay. Yeah. There was about as much bad as there was good. It kind of fell pretty even for me. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was waiting for like. I was never on the edge of my seat, yeah. but the most I was on the edge of my seat for was like 
is there going to be a one-liner after that? You know, because that's yeah, where yeah, the... Yeah, waiting for the comedy. Yeah, that's where the excitement was. Sam Rockwell, that's when he would yeah. have, like, his best comedy is those one-liners. And so yeah. that's what I got most excited about. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Jackson's character is a straight-up bro. No, oh, yeah. Hard. He's got, like, stocks. He's got a man cave. Yeah, he lives out in this France. shack. Yeah, he lives on a vineyard in France. And, and his uh, man cave is in a barn. Mm-hmm. And he, I like how he just has the stocks projector that's constantly turning yeah. and telling him what's up, like what's down. Like he's keeping an eye on the Dow Jones, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and he's just got He's got a bunch Lakers of jerseys. On, like, yeah, a bunch of know? jerseys hung up on the wall and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like an ex-director of the CIA, I think. Or like an yeah. assistant or deputy director of the CIA or something like that. But basically the whole like bit of the movie, like the, the marketing was, who's the real agent? Argyle. Mm-hmm. And I told you when we sat down, I said, if it's this fucking cat... I'll shit my pants on purpose. Like, we were pretty close. I yeah. Well, yes and no. It it just it felt like such a non-reveal. Yeah. For the way it was marketed. Yeah. You know, um, where it's her. She's Agent Argyle, and it was kind of like okay, well, yeah, that's why she's got all these stories that are so close to the truth. That makes sense. Yeah. There's no twist. No. Um, you know where like she was in a accident air quotes uh uh come to find out it's because the building she was in exploded because they were trying to kill her i think uh no she was trying to kill the she, hacker she assassinates the hacker and maybe he had like a dead man switch in his apartment that like yeah. blew the apartment up oh either way the bad guys the division or whatever they're called picked her up and uh convinced her she was a nobody and hey can you just write these stories but the thing that gets me is like because you find out like she is just a whole full on she worked for the division she is she is agent argyle uh through and through where the plot of argyle is like the books is like he's this secret agent who finds this master file that's gonna bring down the director or whatever and uh they're like hey we gotta kill this guy right it's like okay so that's her story but then it seems like maybe she was not, like, trying to take down the the division on purpose. Yeah, like she was trying to help them out. She was helping them out um, went before they put her down. So, like, I don't know why they felt the need to brainwash her unless they were just worried that she was going to defect. Or maybe she just knew too much. Yeah. But either way, yeah. So mm-hmm. she was just brainwashed to believe she was this author uh, who was in a skating accident. And you know, gave her all all kinds of memories, you know, implanted <clears throat> memories in her head through suggestion and stuff. Because um, Brian Cranston pretends to be her dad, and um, pop, pop. Catherine O'Hara pretends to be her mom, and is actually like the psyop. That train's really going for it. It is. It's not stopping. No. Um. Yeah, and her mom isn't her mom either. You know, it's somebody that works for the division and like the psyop. She was a psychologist. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And so they convinced her she was uh, a nobody. And then uh, Sam Rockwell was her love interest, who also worked for the division. Mm-hmm. And he's been following her for the past five years, keeping tabs on her. But just couldn't let her go. Yeah. For five years? <laughs> Must have been good, you know? If it was Bryce Dallas Howard, I'd follow Yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking around. Ain't giving up a good woman like that. Mm-mm. She's an angel. But, uh... If you're married, write us an email. Let us know how that is. Simple old mailbag at gmail.com. I know how it is. Or you mean if you're married to Bryce Dallas Howard? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Not, I don't know how that is. If you've ever been married to anyone who looks like Bryce, ha- <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, send us an email. Simple old mailbag at gmail.com. Let us know. There's a weird dance number fight thing at the end. That wasn't it was, good. No, it was bizarre. It, there was that the one. visuals were really weird. Yeah, there's the one funny bit mm-hmm. where Bryce or uh, they repeatedly there's like an ongoing like recurring thing of this dance move called like the whirly gig or something. Something where like the first time we see it, it's Agent Argyle as Henry Cavill as Agent Argyle and Dua Lipa mm-hmm. is playing like the the um, femme fatale, you know, and basically picks her up. She does like the sideways splits so that her thighs are on his, on his shoulders and he's basically just face to face with her crotch mm-hmm. you know but he's looking up at her eyes the whole time because he's a gentleman you know and they're spinning 
And so it's like a weird, like, that's totally over the top. That's not a real dance move. All right. And then come to find out that's an Agent Argyle. Mm-hmm. R. Kyle. Her name's Rachel Kyle. Yeah. And so she was Agent R. Kyle, which is how Argyle comes up. It's <laughs> 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 a pretty big stretch. And um, come to find out that's one of her dance moves. So yep. we get to see Bryce Dallas Howard do the splits on, on Sam Rockwell. And it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because, you know, they're just in, like, this very peaceful... You what? <laughs> I thought you said you were getting bricked up. Not even sort of came out of my mouth. That's what came out of mine. <laughs> All right. Noted. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering why you're holding my leg. <laughs> you're just digging your fingertips Squeezing. into my thigh. Squeezing. <laughs> but uh, and then it's the growling. and then so the the comedic climax of that whole recurring bit is that in this end section they're like popping all kinds of colored smoke grenades and killing people through the smoke while they're dancing together. And then Sam Rockwell <laughs> gets up on her shoulders and does the whirly gig. And so she's spinning around and they've both got just that dumb, like big, like, you know, wistful eyes mm-hmm. smiling at each other. Just killing people. Just murdering. Um, <laughs> what did I say when that happened? I was like, it should have been me. Yeah, not, not him. Me. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had people talking behind us the entire the whole time. movie. Like that, I don't. That person, I, I couldn't. Stop. I couldn't tell if it was a you know guy, you know guy, girl, or they them. But they were angry, <laughs> and uh, like about everything, <laughs> bitching about work, family, coworkers, actors in the movie. And I was like, holy shit! Yeah, they just Plot did not points, stop. They were angry, and it was funny because like the movie was loud enough that like you know it's a small theater or mm-hmm. you know small crowd. It was in the pretty theater, empty too because it was pretty late. We saw the movie at like midnight. Yeah. And uh, the fucking, whenever the movie got quiet, you just heard a droning <laughs> behind us. Like, Holy fuck, is that person still bitching back there? Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, if this is a date, I'd be fucking angry. I'd be running out the door. That's the last date. Yeah. I wouldn't even finish it. No, because this person bitched the whole time. I'd be texting a friend. <laughs> you got to come get me. Please. Tell me you're ill, you popped a tire yeah. or something. Yeah, tell like, me, text me and pretend to be my dad dying. Like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to get out of here. But, I don't know, it was, just, it was a movie. It was all right. It just happened to yeah. us. I'll forget it existed. They kind of like really heavily sequel baited in a weird way. Which yeah. is a really bold move. That Especially I don't see paying how, off. Yeah, not well it's doing. Yeah. Um, is it related to the Kingsman? No. Uh-uh. No. Uh, which felt like it might be where it was headed towards the end. I didn't think so. I I could see it being because well because otherwise the whole tone was like, what's the reveal going to be, you know? And I was like, well, this is a new, to my knowledge, this is a new, quote unquote franchise. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, it's an original franchise. Yeah. So I don't know what the whole like oh you know it's not like a Marvel movie where I'm like oh they're going to introduce you know right gang no, you know, yeah. but then they were like, here's somebody whose last name is Argyle. You're like, okay. All right. Sick. Okay. So I don't know. It's not getting a sequel. No. I honestly don't remember the after credit scene because I had to pee so hard I wasn't even looking at the screen you were watching it and I had yeah. my legs crossed and you know, jumping up and down looking yeah. at the door. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, don't waste your time. Yeah, I would Catch not, it on streaming. Yeah, I would not pay to see that. Yeah. Catch it on streaming when you got something to do. When you've got nothing to do. Well, I mean, when you're like, I just need to put something on in the background. Mm, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did we like, I don't think we liked the movie. And I really didn't. I think it's underwhelming. It's simply warming because I, I it's, so. just because it's simply warming doesn't mean I like the movie. I wasn't like, I was Did you actively dislike it? I had no expectation. Yeah. And leaving it, I have no expectation. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah, it was just a movie. You ask me in five years what Argyle is about, I'm oh, going to tell Argyle, you. Which one was that? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Chris, what did you been thinking about, my man? I think what you meant to say is, welcome back to I'm a Big Fat Liar. <laughs> I don't have a cryptid. I've just been busy with work. Yeah. Um, And I found, I did find one I wanted to talk about, and I think I've talked about it briefly okay. in a prior episode. The Bohemian Go, uh, Grove, Gove, Grove. I don't, I don't know that you have. It is basically like a place. I'm very tinfoil hatty right now against the government. Okay. And it's basically a place where uh, people of power go. And okay. Alex, uh, I, I think um, George Bush 
was there. Bill Clinton went, went there. And Alex Jones, yours truly, actually snuck in. And he oh, has... Allegedly. Well, he, no, he, he did. He's got footage of it, of him being there and stuff like that. Well, he didn't go in, but that was like the one true thing that all things considered against him. And he's kind of a... Kind of. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, for so saying all the things. He's our source. I'm not... <laughs> But he does have video evidence of going to this thing and trying to poke at it and stuff like that. But apparently it's just some real weird ritual and they have like a giant statue that they burn and stuff like that. And they chant and a bunch of other stuff. So I wanted to read more into it. Yeah. I'd be very dubious. Dubious? Yeah. Like verify it from several, oh, yeah. no, I'm gonna check several it out. places that aren't like... Well, I'm not finding this on any sites that I recognize. Only mm. on, you know. Wikipedia. No. Yeah, right. That'd be very easy, like, especially when the first name that comes up is Alex Jones. Well, he's talked about it. He's not well, the yeah. one, you know, but, yeah. What about you? What have you been thinking about? <sighs> not much right now. Just trying to get through. So you're sick as a dog. I was going to say, I'm not well. Mm-mm. We've had to, it'll probably show in the cuts or in the edit but we've had to stop multiple times because yeah. i'm just not doing well yeah, the poop. <laughs> between that and then just having to like gather myself and get a drink i'm not doing great but been playing uh seven days to die yeah together. we have you know streamed, streamed a little bit today had a couple of viewers pop in we we're also doing like midday yeah. on a monday <laughs> yeah and the title was i'm sick you know <laughs> like, i'm sick in the head yeah but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what are you going to do about it? Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying Seven Days to Die. Yeah. It's a fun one. We played it a couple of years back. Oh, yeah, it's been a, a minute, A few though. years back. Mm-hmm. Pretty hard and heavy for a hot minute and then dropped it like a rock. Yeah, we're in we're in this bitch like Flynn. Yeah. Like that's how, we do that a lot. We go all in on a game and then it's dead to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're, really we're, we're all or nothing on video games. We really are. We find a game and it's a hyperfixation, and then we're like, Next. I can't fucking picture. Boot- you have that game installed, you know what I mean? You I have RimWorld still installed. I do too. For the hope that we'll play it again one day. Yep. I'm trying to think of any games that I have that I'm like, no, I'm not playing that. I have Risk of Rain 2 installed, yeah. which I've never even played. Yeah. And I've had that since I've had my laptop. Yeah. So which means I got my P- my PC and installed it. Installed it, yeah. And never opened Instead, it. Still never played it. But yeah, I've been thinking about Hell Let Loose a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. Alone at the edge of a universe, universe. hugging a tune. Yeah, Chris always gets the TikToks of people just <laughs> getting PTSD from yeah. playing Hell Let Loose. Yeah, somebody was like, that's not PTSD simulator, that's just PTSD. (laughs) That's just actually getting PTSD. I saw one who was like, you should play a medic, it's fun being a medic. And it's this guy, it's this guy, you know, army crawling. Crawling through. No man. Yeah, just a battlefield. A storm of steel. And then revives a guy, and then, like, the The guy kind of stands up a little bit. And then he's like, oh, and then crouches down, and you see him get blitzed into pieces. pieces, And he's just, (gasps) just slowly crawling crawling back. I, well, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> to the next guy. Yep. Yep. That game's a hard one because, like, it's pretty much one shot. You're down. Yeah. And, like, you don't get a hit marker. You don't get, like, a. The guy doesn't, like, you know, you're not pumping him full of bullets and then he, like, flies off silly, you know. <laughs> it's like the guy's running across, you one shot from your M1 Garand and he just <laughs> drops, like, a box. And you're like, Okay. You see like a battlefield I feel like used to be that way where it's like, man, you're always one shot. But in here, yeah. I feel like I get shot once, I'm fucking <laughs> Yeah, cave, I'm one shot and everybody else I'm is shooting a sponge. Every, yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck's going on in here? It's a conspiracy, damn it. But you know, I just been thinking about like apparently Apex is getting a massive update with a lot of changes. Ooh. To like You know how we feel about change. The core mechanics. Which I'm always a little bit dubious of. Like, oh, let's. What you doing? Yeah, what's this going to do? We're like, they're changing it to the point of. They're doing away with Evo shields. 
uh, you know, like where the more damage you do, your shield mm. goes up. And they're turning it into your your character levels up throughout the match. Um, and but you can get the your character XP through actions outside of combat. Um, which so they're probably gearing it towards the people who are like, well, I'm not that great at early game combat, and then by the time I make it to the late game, I'm getting wiped out because I'm facing a red shield team, right. you know, and I'm sitting here in blue shields hoping, you know. Um, where they're making it so like you can find and like they're changing the crafters, the craft, the replicators. Where like, I don't know, I don't think there's currency now. You just you get to the crafter and they're not doing rotations on the crafters anymore. You're not mm. gonna be able to craft weapons or like there's not gonna be specific items in it. It'll just be like <clears throat> a med kit, a shield, ammo, and something else, and that'll always be in there. But you can only craft one item and then you're not able to use it again. That's stupid. But it's instant. Oh, it's the banners. If you've got a support member on your team, you can craft the banners. It's an instant craft, but you only get the one craft, and then you get it immediately, and then it's locked off from you. Um, yeah, it just sounds like there's a bunch of gameplay change that's going to happen. I'm Why like, would they do that? I don't know. Sounds like one big money loss. We'll have to talk to your dad, see what he thinks about that. Yeah, because he's the resident mm-hmm. expert on Apex. I'm surprised they haven't asked him for a, a job there yet. Right. Yeah. Jim. Offered. <laughs> Jim, we uh, we've seen your hours, <laughs> seen your dedication. Jim, I think we've seen your resume. You can't help but notice you've never spent a dime on our game. <laughs> What's that about? He's only he's he has only spent like the original was like ten bucks for the battle pass when he uh, whenever he first started playing the game, and he has never had to spend another dime because he clears the battle pass every time. Every single time, he's a freak. He's a super freak, super freak. He's down with the knee surgeries. I wonder if he's going to make it. I mean, he's been back on. I've seen him online playing. Yeah. I was going to say, I figured since he can't walk or anything, he's kind of pretty emo- He's grinding the fuck yeah. out of that shit. Now, I don't know if he's grinding because it's a case of like his body's still doing pretty massive healing. So he gets tired pretty quick, you know, or he'll be sitting in there and be like, I got I to gotta adjust how I'm laying or sitting because yeah. his knee's getting stiff or whatever. But, yeah, I think he's... He's got we'll, potential. We'll have, to, we'll have to go there and play the battle pass for him. Yeah. Yeah. Keep his dailies up for him. But uh, next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Oh, I got to do the outro stuff. I was getting ready to just close the episode out. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to just start shutting her down. Uh, if you guys like this episode, be sure to give us a great review. Uh, five stars and all that good stuff on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Um, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing on that audio streaming service of choice so that you get notified when we post our new episodes. Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitch because uh, I want to start streaming more often. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Whether it just be me or the both of us, I would like to do it um, pretty, you know, pretty regularly. Regularly. Uh, I believe my name on Twitch is Simply Well Podcast Colin or Simply Well Pod or Colin Simply Well Pod, something to that effect. <clears throat> Let me pull that shit up and tell you for certain. Soitin. Big pods, Colin. <laughs> yeah. Simply whelmed pod, Colin. Yeah. But uh, yeah, follow me on that shit, dude, and uh, you'll get notified again when when I go live. Um, and if you follow us on our socials, I'll be pretty. I try and post. Uh, hey, I'm getting ready to be live uh, ahead of time. That way, people can pop in and pop see in. what's going on. Uh, I play all kinds of stuff. Generally, I'm just playing whatever I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really chase the. Oh, what's hot right now? Mm-hmm. Sometimes there is overlap, you know, where I'm into whatever it is that's hot right now. But fucking uh, Power World is really big right now. Lethal Company, check that out. Yeah, Lethal Company. Lethal Company is just not going away. Uh-uh. It's been here to stay. Yeah, but I mean, Among Us was like that. It stuck around for quite a while. Yeah. Culturally, it's still there. I mean, it's still a reference oh, point. Bogus. But like, I mean, think about it. you and I still do the. And like Red is sus, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's getting an animated series. Oh. Yeah. No bueno. But all of that to say, if you want to reach out to us and tell us what they thought about Argyle, what they've been playing, what they want us to play, what they want us to talk about, how they do that, Chris? You can always uh, take a look at any of our socials. Our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube is uh, Simply Home Podcast, our Gmail. Uh, or, excuse me, you can always... Take a look at our Twitter. Our uh, Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply. And then our Gmail is simply mailbag at gmail.com. That's right. Next week, I don't I don't know. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think if next week's the week that we do. Um, 
No, I think Madam Web's the following week. Let me double check the calendar here. Pretty sure Madam Web comes out on Valentine's or the sixteenth, whatever that. Yeah, Madam Web comes out, and so that's not next week's episode. So who knows what we do next week? But the week after that, it's gonna be Madam Web. Um, maybe we'll do a What's video up, game. Or, hmm? Yeah, we'll do something. Like yeah, we'll figure something out. More and better help. Yeah, when I'm feeling more able. But uh, I think that's the end of episode, Chris. Everybody, bye. Deuce, deuce. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 101 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. What are we doing here? That's not how you do this. <laughs> don't, don't change it. <laughs> I gotta plow through. <laughs> You're sick as a dog. I know. All right. Well,